Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. Let me be the first, if you're listening to this as soon as it's available, probably not the first, but I don't know. I want to be the first to wish Justin happy spring. Uh, absolutely. Um, it is so <laughs> nice to not be, uh, huddled up in the corner trying to gather as many blankets together to stay warm. Um, and the frozen tundra that they call Michigan. So, uh, it's finally, uh, jacket, or light jacket weather, we like to call it. It's not quite light warm jacket. yet, but, uh, you know. Like, like a, a wind jacket or something. Yeah, wind, wind, windbreaker. Windbreaker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How, uh, yeah. How, uh, how, how's the weather down your way? <laughs> down my way it has been beautiful however we are a little bit more uh, we've cooled down a little bit we were up near 70 actually i think we may have hit 70 at one point um but uh yeah i've been grilling i grilled burgers uh it was it was delicious i have to say that i i cooked them to perfection and <laughs> put a little bit of hickory in there it's so good you you'll have to teach me your secret because uh, i've been looking so, I've been trying to, like, be a little better with my food and, you know, make more homemade food, you know. Uh, so, I was trying to find a good, like, burger recipe because usually I just, like, make patties and throw a little salt and pepper on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's all you need, but I, I've been looking for something to spruce up my burgers a little bit. Uh, there's there's a great myriad of things that you could use to spruce up your burgers, but if you're anything like Ron Swanson... From the Parks and Rec, all you need is just meat. Yeah, very true. Meat, but, uh, meat is good. Yeah. I always like to you know, use some different seasonings. And one of the keys I have found is to let the meat marinate overnight, if possible, uh, with Worcestershire sauce, or however you say that. Oh, yeah. Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce, yeah. Lee, Lee Perrins, or L.E. Perrins, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's actually what I use. Oh, yeah, that's that's the uh, I do have that, and I uh, every now and then I will use that in my burgers. Yes, I never marinated it though. I'll just try that. Yeah, I mean, let it soak in overnight with some uh, with some stuff before you make your patties, and then uh, you're good to go after that, man. Yeah. Throw them on your grill when it's nice and warm. Oh, the other key is charcoal grill. Oh. If you don't have charcoal grill, you don't don't even try. <laughs> okay, is the gauntlet being thrown right now? <laughs> <laughs> it has been thrown, right. sir. Uh, well, I'll, that, that's something I'll have to work on. I do currently have a gas grill, but uh, maybe that's another one of my problems I can get fixed. Uh, <laughs> uh, much like my Monty, Monty Python problem that I uh, solved this week. Um, you anyways. solved it, and we'll be discussing it in depth, I'm sure, yes. later. Uh, so I think that'll do it for um, burger time, or uh, burger <laughs> discussion of the week. Uh-huh. Um, uh what have you been entertained by this week, Nathan? I have been entertained by work. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, don't don't start this podcast out by lying to <laughs> all our fine listeners. Uh so or should I say work has taken up a lot of my entertaining time. Let's let's go with that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> But uh, I did fit in a little bit of stuff here and there. I mean, like I, uh, I'm alluding to, it's a short work for me, short week for me as far as entertaining stuff goes. Uh, Princess Leia number one, I finally got that in the mail, and I read through that. 
Uh, it's the new line of comics from uh, Marvel for Star Wars. So there have been Star Wars, and then there's Darth Vader, and now there's Princess Leia. So I read through that. Uh, interesting story. Um, completely different from the other ones. I think it's actually set ahead of the other two as well. So uh, Interesting, I'll say. Um, I would kind of rate it three and a half out of five, maybe, from my initial impression. <laughs> So that's a, not a glowing review, but good enough, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's worth a read, and I like to see where the story is going. It, it the story is going in, a, in an interesting direction, but you know, just comparing it directly to the other two comic lines that came out, I'd have to say it's probably number three for me. Uh, Darth Vader probably being number one, and then Star Wars being number two, and then Princess Leia. Hmm. So, um, kind of comic related. I have uh been caught up on the flash now the cw tv show um it's and my wife asked me when we were watching it like was this the season finale and i told her no i didn't think so it was like episode 15 i believe um and there was some big stuff that was happening so it's kind of a culmination but it all makes sense in the context of the episode and what's going to happen um it's if you're familiar with the flash storyline at all it looks a lot like they're doing a flashpoint paradox kind of storyline so It'll be interesting to see if they develop that further. Um, and then, as far as gaming goes, I have probably mostly been playing Trivia Crack. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it got you, huh? The bug got you, or whatever. Yeah, so uh, next week at work, we're having like this big celebration thing, and they're putting together these trivia teams. And so I was like, you know what? I should probably just test my trivia knowledge, because I'm on a trivia team. And... I loaded up the app, and I was like, this is interesting, and I'm actually doing decently okay. I mean, it's, it's set up in a way that, you know, you get multiple choice answers, so it's just like, which one of these looks like it's the right one if you don't really know the answer? <laughs> so, been playing a little bit of that, uh, have been doing okay. I haven't gotten everything right, so <laughs> I guess I'm no uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Uh, as far as console games go, though, I did do a little GTA. I tried some heist missions. Um, with uh, Mr. Bunk on Xbox Live, as well as our friend Josh Oaks. Oh, yeah. So uh, we were trying to get some someone to uh, play with us on that. We need four with these heists. Ooh. And if you don't have four, it searches for a fourth for you. So there were a couple times when we had a fourth that came in, and then it never launched because they left, or connection dropped or something. So we were probably trying for a good half hour to get a, a match, a heist going, but it just never worked. So after that, it was late in the evening, and I was like, ah, I'm done. I got it. I'm done with this. I, I want to do something else. I, so I was kind of getting tired. Yeah. But then Josh was like, you know, he, he wasn't going to go to bed just yet. And I was like, you know what? I, I could do a little Titanfall. So that was my other uh, game of the week was I played some Titanfall. I did the, I think I did maybe two missions. Um, it's the, the tower defense type missions, or I should say horde mode mission, uh, where there's a whole bunch of AI coming at you, and you and... I think three other guys are defending this generator core. Mm -hmm. Have you played... I know you got PS4, but I think... Didn't you have a 360? I had a 360. Uh, Did you ever play Titanfall? I didn't play Titanfall. I Well, I played the beta on my computer, actually. Um, so I definitely, like, understand the, you know, movement and everything. And mm -hmm. uh, the appeal of it. Uh, but I didn't pick it up on 360. I think I my thought was like eh, it's i know it's better on xbox one so i don't, 
I don't necessarily want to mess around with the 360. But yeah. um, so I but I, from the sounds of it, it sound they announced Titanfall two recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like it'll and it sounds like it, I'm sure it'll be coming to PS4. They they announced it'll be on other systems. They didn't say PS4 specifically, but I don't think they're gonna be releasing Titanfall two on Wii U. So <laughs> <laughs> poor Wii U always gets left out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was playing that. That's a fun game. It it took a little bit for me to remember how to move around because, I mean, you really have to know how to use the parkour stuff. And I really, I mean, after playing only two missions, I didn't really pick it all back up again. But yeah. uh, it felt familiar again, I should say. Yeah. But it's a fun game. I forgot how much fun I had with it. It's kind of like, I'm sure if I go back to Destiny now and play that again, I might have fun with that again. But Destiny just kind of got, you know, like it was work almost. Uh, Titanfall kind of got to that point either because I was kept prestiging or doing their version of prestiging. And I think I got to like prestige three and I was like, this is, I'm just doing the same thing over and over. So I yeah. stopped playing that. So, but yeah. yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like destiny, uh, I don't know if you have like those, those pair of jeans that you've had for like, I don't know, five, 10 years, something like that. They always just, they always, you know, anytime you put them on, they fit exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be like destiny. <laughs> Anytime you go back to it, you just kind of fall back into it. And you're like, yeah, this is familiar. You know what you're gonna get. Yeah, but at the same time, you've already been there several hundred times. Yeah, exactly. So that's the uh, the extent of my entertaining things. But I have been gearing up uh, to be entertained for twenty four hours straight. Uh, so I've mentioned this before, and last year was my first time doing it, that I will be doing a 24-hour Extra Life stream uh, at, later in this year, and I have my Extra Life account all set up now, or not account, but site, I guess you'd say, and uh, I have begun collecting donations for my Extra Life uh, fundraiser, and I'm 10% to my goal, I should say. Oh, wow. That's pretty so, quick. How long... Uh... Now, when is the actual Extra Life uh, marathon? When are you? What's the date I'll, of that? It's either it's late October or early November. The date exactly, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now. Okay. But it's in that time frame. But you're looking so, at seven to eight months from now. Yeah. So I'm hoping, uh, like the big the big push is obviously going to be you know a month or two leading up to it, um, and so basically I set my goal double what I my goal was last year because uh, last year I blew past my goal uh, I was floored by all the support and donations that I received um, so this year my goal is a thousand dollars and I'm hoping to be able to pass by that as well so I am at uh, 102 right now so no 112 so if you feel inclined and would like to give to extra life which, uh, by the way, Extra Life is benefiting the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So, hospitals that help uh, children fight, you know, diseases that can really rob them of their childhood um, and can just try to make things nice for children. This is what benefits, uh, this is what Extra Life benefits, is that organization. So, if you feel inclined and would like to donate, uh, it's simple. Go to extra-life.org slash participant slash nt for nathan thomas uh and you can donate there 
Excellent. And uh, I think we can probably put that in our um, show notes because I-, I would definitely like people to know where they can uh, find that uh, link at. So, yep, can do. But, Justin, that's enough for me. I need to take a break and drink some scotch. Why don't you go ahead and enthrall us with what you've been entertained by this week? <laughs> uh, enthralled. I like that word. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Far Cry 4, uh, the saga is finally ended for me. Because uh, I, I didn't I, I hadn't finished this last week, did I? Uh, I don't believe so. I, you remember you're playing it still. Yes, I'm finally done. I think I, I think I beat it like the next day or... I'm finally done with Far Cry 4. I'm not. I'm not going back to it. Um, I don't know. I. I just. I don't. I haven't had a lot of time to game lately in the last couple months. So I think that's why I was stuck on one game for so long. But it felt really good to finally be done. I, I mean, I enjoyed all of my time with that game. Um, and the you know the weird kind of dumb story. I liked it. Uh, the gameplay was amazing. But I am finally done. And I am going back to Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, so good. Yes. How far were you in Dragon Age, by the way? I think I'm uh, 18 hours in. So I still have... Okay. Uh, it, I mean, playthroughs vary quite a bit on uh, Dragon Age. So uh, I know I'm at a point where I kind of hit a wall and I need to kind of like buff up all my, all my characters. So I will be doing that uh, hopefully tomorrow. Get some good time in. Uh, cool. Yeah, because I, I definitely want to talk a little more about the story of that game. But that's uh, that's about it for gaming. Uh, after I um, uh, after I beat Far Cry, I kind of I haven't had a lot of time this week. Um, actually, weirdly enough, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII on my Vita at night. <laughs> That's so good. I, that's about the only game I've actually been doing. I just kind of like every once in a while, I just kind of turn it on and continue a save I have on there, and uh, yeah, it's always it's. Uh, it was, I, I I love going back to that game. But uh, as far as movies go this week, uh, I finally got to see Birdman. How was it? I really liked it. Uh, did you see Birdman? I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list of movies that I need to watch. So, it's not what I was expecting. I will say that. It was much more of, um... I don't want to say, like, artsy, because I don't... Like, that's not the... Like, that's not the, not the right word, but, like... If you, like, truly love, like... Like, theater and, like, movies and, like, the theatrical kind of... I... It's... It's not for everyone. Um... But man, it is so good. I we got finished watching it, and I was just like, "That was awesome! I loved every bit of it." Um, it's one of those movies where like I'm, I probably won't ever go back to it. But that one, you know, I sat down and watched the entire thing, and I'll, I really enjoyed it. Nice. And Michael Keaton is uh, awesome. So of course, yeah. Uh, perfect casting with that role, by the way. It's really funny. Um. Watched that, really enjoyed it. Hung- I also watched uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. I haven't seen that one. I saw the the other one that was on uh, Netflix, the, yes. the Catching Fire, I think it was. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I liked the first two movies quite a bit. Uh, third one is still really good. Really good quality movie. It was definitely... It's, it's got that thing 
uh, it's happened with a lot of uh, book trilogies or whatever that made it to movies, where they split the last book, so inherently the first half of the first movie, or the first half of that book, is quite a bit slower. Because they're setting up the huge grand finale of the final book or movie, and that's kind of what happened here. Uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. I think the same thing happened kind of with, uh, what's it, Harry Potter and some other, you know, quite a few other movies. but Where it breaks them into two halves. Yeah. And then it's, the first movie is always a little more heavy on drama and uh, setting up, but it was still good. Yeah. So, uh, got to watch those movies. I was pretty excited about that. And then I've actually, I, I've watched Boardwalk Empire in the past. Uh, that's the show on HBO. And, uh, I haven't, I never finished it, so I'm like a, a season or two behind. But the entire show is over now. The finale, grand finale was, I think, last year. So I'm actually working my way back through that to finish that, uh, entire show. That's cool. That's uh, who plays the main character in that. I forget his name, but he's he's like in all these movies that I like too. Uh, yeah, what is it? He's he's the one that. I mean, I most know him honestly from Adam Sandler movies because he's <laughs> he's in every single one I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his name escapes me right now. But there's like a ton of actually good actors, and I've seen a lot of actors on Boardwalk Empire that I end up seeing in movies. Like I, I, it's like they got their big break on Boardwalk Empire, which I think that happens a lot of HBO shows. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, and like uh, Michael Shannon, he's also in that. Steve uh, Buscemi is the person I was trying to think yeah, of. Yeah, yes, that's that's exactly it. Um, and he does awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those characters you you love to hate him, kind of guy, because you know he's a gangster. So. Uh huh. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, I've also been swamped by work and pretty stressed out with work lately. So, uh, you know, it's been one of those weeks. Yeah, it's been a busy week for both of us. And I, quite honestly, I haven't been able to keep up with the news this week, but I found five stories that were interesting. So how about we get into some news for this week? So Sling is now available on Xbox One. Now, we talked about this before when it was first announced. What What's your feelings on this service uh, that's going to be available on Xbox One and hopefully other platforms as well? And it's not, gonna be, it's not been announced for PlayStation 4 or Wii U yet, but it is available on like iOS and Android devices. Uh, so what, what's your thoughts on Sling? Um... I mean, we talked about this a little bit with, like, you know, the HBO Now app or whatever. Um, my pro- like, it sounds great to me. I, I wish, yeah, I, I do wish it would come to PS4, but the reality for me in, like, the area I live in is that uh, cable companies charge a ridiculous amount for the actual internet service and then charge you a small extra fee for TV, and I think it's because they, I, I don't know if this is, maybe it's just in my area, I don't know, but I feel like they know that this stuff is coming. So they're charging me more for internet service than they are for, uh, like, if you look at, you know, how much more it costs just to add TV, it's very little compared to, like, at the end, like, for a decent internet connection or speed, it's just too expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, if I lived in a different area or I had better, you know, a different provider or something, I would absolutely 100% be on board with Sling and uh, HBO Now and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But I'm st- I'm, it's putting pressure on the cable companies, though, right? So and no matter what, whether my situation or not, I think it's good for the whole industry. Yeah. And, you know, so I understand what you're saying with the, the cost of TV not being so expensive. But so I look at my cable bill and I pay about 150 bucks a month. And that includes just that includes TV and Internet. Internet is about 75 bucks of that. And I get like 100 down and 10 up or something like that. So I can reduce my bill about half by removing the TV stuff, which, I mean, honestly, we watch maybe, like, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox for some stuff, and then my wife likes HGTV, and that's really the only cable channel we watch, I think, is HGTV. Um, (laughs) Everything else is all just local. Yeah. So, for me, it's not really worth the extra amount, because you're paying for the, the basic, you're paying for the extended... And then you're paying for the receiver, and then you're paying for the service to make your receiver a DVR, and then you're paying to rent the DVR option on top of the receiver. So, eh, it's just, they they try to nickel and dime in everything, so... Yeah. Well, plus, well they're successful at it. <laughs> yeah. What, what makes me, drives me crazy, too, is the one channel that I really would want in the extended lineup is... Disney XD for Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels. Yeah. And if I lived in a different market, I would get it for what I pay for, but I I don't get it. So then I had to go buy the Star Wars Rebels from yeah. uh, Amazon, you know, for the whole season. So I've already paid, you know, specifically for that show. And if I would have gotten... So with Sling here, you're, you're, you're 20 bucks a month for the Sling app... Uh, by itself, which has ESPN, ESPN2, HGTV, Food, Travel, Cartoon Network, and those other ones. And is it, I know it's got one of the two channels. It's either got FX or it's got AMC. It's got one of the, the other. I'm not sure. I think, it might I be, think it's AMC. I think it might be AMC, because that's like, that is a huge get when you look at what, I mean, Walking Dead alone. That's all, I mean, that's all, right? I mean, AMC is Walking Dead, and, you know, they... Walking Dead, Better Call Saul. Exactly. I mean, that's a huge show, a huge channel. Um, But, yeah, I, yeah. So, you look at that, and then for five extra bucks, you could add Disney XD onto that. So, for 25 bucks a month, that would bring my monthly bill to 100 bucks, and I would get the channels that we would use. And then, if I want the stuff from the local channels, I could pay eight bucks now for Hulu Plus. That'd bring my total up to 108 bucks. That's still, you know, 42 bucks cheaper mm-hmm. than what I'm paying now. Yeah. Plus, I could access it on more than, I could access it on my Xbox. I could access it on my other consoles, my phone, if I'm out of town, whatever. I can get to it from anything I want to see it at. And that's more appealing to me, that the, the openness of it, you know? Yeah. So... Anyway, that's. I'm glad that that's finally out. Um, and if you have an Xbox One right now, you can try out a free trial for 30 days. Yeah. And give it a, give it a go. I I will personally give this trial uh, an option. Yeah. But I think I'm going to 
get rid of my cable first because th- that the day is already coming where I'm getting rid of my cable whether it has sling or not. Okay. Um, so I'm getting rid of my cable TV site. I'll keep the internet because there's no other option for me for internet really. Yeah. And then I'll I'll do the sling thing. I'll do Hulu, and I already have Netflix. So between all that content plus with HBO now coming out, mm-hmm. I'll be able to get whatever I want, and I'll be paying less than what I'm paying now. Yeah. So yeah, I I I mean, really, yeah. I don't I don't have a huge cable bill right now because I don't have um. I really only have local channels and HBO. It's like the cable plan I'm on right now. So it's relatively cheap actually. So I I'm not I haven't had AMC or FX or any of any of the, you know, whatever 200 channels they give you with that cable package in a while. So I think that's why it's a little harder for me to like, you know, for me personally it's kind of like just adding on money instead of uh taking away money, but Yeah. I mean, but I mean, what do you what do you think this is gonna do? Cause I mean, how many how many channels do you think you have on your your cable package? Um, if you take away the stupid music channels, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have probably a hundred and fifty or somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. And you're you're, I mean, you're what five channels maybe at the most uh, that I actually watch. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. So do you think in the future, you know, I don't know, a couple of years, five years, ten years, I don't know, are we going to start, like, those other channels are going to just die out, I would imagine. I mean, all right, you look at it from, radio is a dying medium, right? Yeah. Uh, radio is a dying medium. It used to be the pre- predominant medium. TV is now the position that radio was in, let's say, 15, 20 years ago. TV is going to next be the next dying medium. It will never completely die because there's going to be a contingent of of channels that stick around. But I think it just became so bloated with all the TV channels that are available. I mean, there's like a, a special interest channel for every special interest. Yeah. So maybe one or two people, you know, out of a hundred might watch that channel, but they're still going to have a channel for it, and then then they're charging you for it as a part of a package. But yeah, you're so you're going to be paying for these packages. You can't do it all a cart. So it's just one of those things that I think TV, as we know it now, will not be in the same position in 2020. Okay, yeah, five years from now, I I yeah, I mean I completely agree. I'm like I'm not 100 percent sure what it exactly it'll be like. Um, the only thing like I I can be pretty assured like. I do think channels like AMC or um, FX or some of the other bigger channels that put out like really quality TV shows, people are willing to pay for that, you know, separately by itself. So I like the future of TV doesn't worry me at all because I know I'll still get my Breaking Bad's or uh, whatever Sons of Anarchy or you know what all those shows that because those are the channels that are making like good content. And people will pay for good content. Yeah, it's all those kind of throwaway channels, but yeah, it's like with me with Star Wars Rebels, right? I wanted the content. I I paid specifically mm-hmm. for that content. Exactly. And I mean, I I paid thirty bucks for thirteen episodes, which seems a little high to me, honestly. But it was a good TV show, and you know, watching it, it was worth it because the presentation was a lot better. Because you don't have to worry about the ads being in there breaking up the TV show, mm-hmm. and it felt a lot more fluid. 
and it was easy to watch wherever I wanted to watch it, on my iPhone, on my Xbox, wherever. And I, I wasn't tied down to having to DVR it, then watch it, skip through the commercials, and then, you know, there was no... It was a lot easier just to, to do it that way. So with your Breaking Bads, with your Game of Thrones, or those other ones that are actually driving the, the TV industry to stay afloat, with HBO getting their own thing, and you being able to buy whatever you want off iTunes... It's just, you can already do it a la carte if all you want to watch is, you know, TV show X. Because you can buy TV show X and get the episodes the day after they air on your phone wherever you're at and watch them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to see where all this stuff goes. And I think Sling, Sling being on your Xbox is uh, kind of, you know, the Sling service in general is kind of the first, one of the big first steps, so... The first salvo. Yes. (laughs) So we looked into the future in 2020, and we've seen that TV will be a demise. But, you know who's looking back in time? Ooh, um... Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Well, he may have at one point, and he probably looks back (laughs) on his glory days and being like, oh man, I was the man back then. But uh, in addition to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stephen Moffat has confirmed that there's going to be a, a one-off, uh, a, a Christmas special, they call it, and the next uh, season of Sherlock that will be in the Victorian London era. So it's it's his own thing. It's a special. Uh, it's just going to be set back in Victorian London like, you know, Sherlock was originally written. What do you think about this? So I think it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Because um, I think, well, I think this had, like, kind of leaked a while ago. Because there was, like, someone had spotted them dressed up, you know, in Victorian style. Um, but, yeah, it's good to get the confirmation. That, like, cause, but no one was sure if they were just, like, doing some sort of gag or, you know, who knows. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited. But I'm having a hard time remembering if I finished all of Sherlock, the last season of Sherlock. Now I have to go double check to make sure I finished everything. Oh, man. Uh, so, it, there's only three episodes. Come on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, they're like mini-movies, okay? Give me a break. Oh, they I, are movies. I'm, I mean, they're, they're an hour and a half long. Yeah, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure I finished it. I mean, that's one of those shows where it's hard to not just keep watching it, because it, it, it is very good. And it's over before you know it. That's the sad part. Yes. Uh, but, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to... I think it's a cool idea. It's kind of stuff that... Uh, I feel like you you get a lot more of that kind of like one off shows or Christmas specials. Um, BBC seems to do that do that with a lot of their or British television shows in general. Like, do cool stuff like that more than you know we get. Yeah. So I think it'll be. I I mean I love the the modern setting uh, that Sherlock has now because it with the cell phones and stuff that he had in the first episode and you know all that that he kind of put things together in our modern times it was really cool but now being able to see an episode back in victorian england that'd be kind of cool to see as well i'm looking forward to it Mm -hmm. and you know something else that i'm looking forward to Hmm? some more stuff from jay and silent bob creator kevin smith so kevin smith has new movies coming on the horizon. And I think originally when he was making 
Tusk. He said that Tusk was going to be his last movie. I haven't seen Tusk yet. Uh, but he said Tusk was going to be his last movie and that he was going to retire. But then he said something about making a, a TV show called Hit Somebody. And then he started talking about Moose Jaws. And then he was like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and do Clerks 3. And just announced, hot off the presses, Mulrats 2 is going to be coming in uh, 2016 or 2017. Hmm. Uh, so, as usual, I have a confession to make. <laughs> I Come on! <laughs> I am you... fairly... <laughs> no, this is a big one. I'm fairly certain that I have never seen a Kevin Smith film at all. I... I... <laughs> I know it's a I I I don't oh wait 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 wait, wait. actually you know what I've seen most of Dogma that's about it though because I was gonna say you had the the Buddy Christ thing on your Twitter handle forever and that was Kevin Smith's movie see I didn't know that I just found that picture because I thought it was awesome <laughs> um see you're you're a Kevin Smith fan at heart and you don't even know it well. I mean, I've heard Kevin Smith talk a lot. I, I, I mean, as far as like nerd culture goes, I like him. Uh, I, yeah, but I've just never seen any of his movies. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's my big <laughs> confession for this week. So I know you like art movies. I think you should watch his first uh, Clerks movie. I have I have thought about Clerk watching Clerks a few times because I think I would like it. That was his his first big movie was was Clerks and that was he always talks about that he does a lot of podcasts and he talks about you know how he made it on you know such a small budget and it was make or break for him obviously to, to do it but uh, it was one of those movies that was pretty interesting and artistic honestly. And so Kevin Smith has really dialogue-heavy stuff, and he gets very colorful and verbose in his scripting. So uh, it is interesting, but know that when you're getting into it, it's going to be very dialogue-heavy. Uh, yeah, I I will I will get to it someday. Um, you know, uh, I've got enough on my plate right now, but <laughs> I mean I. I do, especially those first couple films, I do want to check them out. Um, from, like, little bits and pieces I've seen of, like, later of his films, um, I don't know how interested I would be. Uh, Tusk does look really good. I'm, I do want to check that out, because it looks, like, really weird. Red State was interesting. Um, I had started that, and I, I couldn't get through all of that either, actually. Um, <laughs> and I knew that was a Kevin Smith film, but, like, it's not, not the... It's not what you think of when you think of a Kevin Smith film. No, definitely not. It was a departure for sure. Yeah, and so was Tusk, but um, Tusk seems so wacky and the premise, anyways, uh, that I yeah, I want to check it out. But yeah, someday. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Well, let's move aside from the TV and movie realm of news and get into gaming stuff. So first off, and. This was an interesting announcement. We kind of figured it would be a coming. But Nintendo has partnered with a company called DNA. D-E-N-A. So capital D, lowercase e, capital N, capital A is how you actually like 
write the company name. Yeah. So, uh, and with this, they're going to be... Nintendo will help develop new smartphone games in production with DNA. So it's not like it's going to be goodbye Wii, goodbye, you know, 3DS. They're still going to be making all their content for their consoles that they already put out. But this company is going to be, I would almost call it licensed, licensing out, like Nintendo characters. Uh, And I don't know if they're going to be porting games or creating new ones, but it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. Because, I don't know about you, but I I would totally buy a Mario game on my iPhone. Uh, yeah. Part part of me wants to say, like, no, I, I refuse to do that. Because, like, I don't want to see everything go to mobile. Um, but, and they did, Nintendo, I think in that conference, they did say that they were, they were, they were not going to port any old games. But okay. instead, make new games, and I do think that they're smart enough. They're not. This isn't gonna be like just any other endless runner, like with Mario plastered mm-hmm. in there. I think it will be a like it'll be a good, you know, maybe a good platformer or something of their nature, just with their characters in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I would buy it because why wouldn't I? Because it's freaking Nintendo on my phone. Of course, I want to check it out. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm I'm feel pretty good about the fact that they're not going to. This doesn't mean that they're going all mobile all of a sudden, or they think that's where the money is at. They've been rejecting it for so long that I think this is just them finally realizing there's some missing money out there that they could be grabbing. Mm-hmm. And Awada said that he doesn't believe that making mobile games is gonna detract from the console or from the the console or the nintendo hardware i should say but he thinks that it would be the opposite where it would create awareness for the character or the brand and actually bring them to a console to a handheld so it'll be interesting to see if that's actually what happens yeah i mean there's at this point there's got to be millions of kids you know younger uh a younger generation out there who whose parents are buying them xbox ones or playstation fours and they're not buying them the Wii U. And that could be their first Nintendo console, but it's not selling that well. Uh, because PS4 and Xbox One's the cool thing to have. So, But kids love mobile gaming. So I, I definitely see... Because it's hard for our generation to like realize that there's kids out there who... Like, Mario isn't as noticeable as he was, you know, five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a a group, there's a large portion of people out there, of new gamers or young, you know, kids getting into gaming who have never played a Mario game or or the Zelda game or uh, Donkey Kong or Metroid, and there's just so much from Nintendo to play. Uh, so I definitely think that this could bring a lot of awareness to a huge group of people when you talk about mobile gaming. Yep, and it's cash flow for Nintendo. Uh, no, no matter what, they're gonna make money off this, and that's good for Nintendo and good for, you know, people who want to see Nintendo succeed and uh, make great games. Yep, and so like you look at Sega, you know how they kind of went the way they they just make software now or license their characters out to be used. They kind of went 
they tried to do their own hardware still. They held on to that for a long time, but now that they're available everywhere, it seems, right? But Nintendo, I think they're doing the smart move. They're still retaining their product. They're not licensing it out to, like, PlayStation or Xbox to be, you know, Nintendo or Mario and Friends, you know, whatever on Xbox Live. They're not doing that, so that's a good idea. They're still retaining their identity in this way, and I think it'll be a good option for them as far as a business move. Speaking of business moves, we remember last year when it was announced that EA got the Star Wars license to make video games. Mm -hmm. And one of the things everybody wanted was the next Star Wars Battlefront. Yep. And it was announced that DICE would be making the next Star Wars Battlefront. And at E3 last year, we saw a little bit of a a teaser. Uh, You know, the Battle of Hoth. uh, It showed a a walker walking, and then a, I think a a snowspeeder crashed. It it looked great, obviously. And then I think at the last E3, or at some conference between then and now, they had some more, you know, kind of this is what we're working on, showing renderings and things as they were working. But if you want to see the game in action, go to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim this year, April 16th through 19th, and you can take a look at Star Wars Battlefront. Be among the first to see it. I am so excited about this. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm not even. I'm not even a huge Battlefront guy. I mean, I, I obviously I, I, I was. I, I loved that game, but it's like not my. I'm more excited for the other secret, um, you know, games that there are being developed for Star Wars. But just the fact that this is. I think it's gonna be a new era for Star Wars gaming, and I think I think uh, Battlefront's gonna start it out on a good note. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited for that. I'm calling it now. Game of show from the most outlets at E3 this year is going to be Star Wars Battlefront. Ooh, that's a that's a bold claim. Bold prediction time. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a very uh, bold prediction. Uh, and you very well could be right. I think this is going to be. A, I mean, this is the year of Star Wars, right? So. Oh yes. And we're not getting the movie until November. December. December. Get it right. December 18th. Uh, you know, sorry, my brain likes to... Uh, good good, good wishes, I like to... Yeah. Um, I'd love to get it a month early. Yes. Uh, but so anything Star Wars, people are just going to be going gaga over and uh, being obsessed over. So very well could be like the big hit of E3. Um, but we'll see. I'm... I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for this. Yeah. So I am looking forward to seeing what they can show. Uh, I know, obviously, we'll we'll get some cool stuff out of Celebration. And then we'll get even more out of E3, which is not long after that. Or is it around the same? I don't even remember. Do you know what E3 is this year? I have no idea. Because I think it's around that same time, actually. It is. It's coming up very soon, like a month and a half or two months. So maybe it'll be like right after this. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's that would make sense. Otherwise, if because if E3 is first, they would debut at E3. I mean, so and this must be after E3, or sorry, E3 must be after the Anaheim celebration. 
Yeah, so E3, I just looked it up this year, it's going to be June 16th through June 18th. Okay. So it's a ways after this, actually. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, when news comes up. It's going to be... It's going to be tough, honestly, to wait now. So once once you see stuff, you're like, oh, man, I just want to play it. And once you start seeing the, you know, the machine ramp up, the hype builds up, it just gets to a point where you really just want the product. Yeah. And, I mean, is there a release date for Battlefront, do you know? Are they saying this there, winter? There hasn't been one announced yet, but they're assuming it's going to be uh, around the same time that the Force Awakens comes out to kind of build on that synergy. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be like, uh, you know, little cameos or something from, I'm, I'm sure they're aware of what's going on with the movie, uh, you know, at least a little more than the public knows so that they can yeah. throw some, you know, maybe some characters in there or something. Or there could be like episode seven DLC or something afterwards yeah. that kind of brings in some, some locations or something from the movie. Very true. So, and so Battlefield Hardline was just released this uh, past week too, and when the servers came out, or when when the game came out, the servers actually held up pretty well. It was a lot better than Battlefield 4's launch. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of keeping my eye on that because that's the that's the game immediately preceding Battlefront, which is made by Dice. You know the same people that are working on Battlefield 4. The Visceral made Battlefield Hardline, but the server team should be similar. That is going to be on Battlefront. Yeah. So with with a strong release, I am I am very excited for uh, what we'll be seeing with Star Wars Battlefront. Absolutely. So with that, what say we move into our entertaining thoughts? So this week we are talking not Marvel. We are taking a col- a break from our Marvel collection, um, taking a two-week hiatus just so we can have a little bit of a break between Phase 1 and Phase 2 of Marvel. We'll be picking our Marvel discussions back up in two weeks' time, so not this week, obviously, not next week, but the week after. Uh, but this week we're going to be talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We are rectifying... A deficiency in Justin's <laughs> entertainment repertoire. Ooh, I didn't. Yeah, that is a deficiency. Actually, I was gonna try <laughs> to defend myself, but no, it's it's shameful that I've I had not seen this movie until this week. So, in our discussion last week with the Avengers, we kind of just did a free form discussion, talking about what we liked about the movie, what we thought, and I figured. You know what? Let's just do something similar this week. There really is no need to give a plot for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Summarizing this movie could uh, be strange and just more confusing than anything I think. There's else. about seven plot points kind of that yeah. go through, but uh, but Justin, I would love to hear your thoughts on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. Well, first I got a question. I got a question or two for you. Okay. Uh, so, when when did this movie come out? Do you know? I mean, like, how old were you when you first seen it, or when the movie came out? When I first saw it, like, it this movie is older than I am. Okay, it is okay. It is old. I, I thought it was that old. It, you know, it seems very old. 
when did you first see it? Um, I was probably in elementary school. Okay. This was this movie came out in 1975. Okay. Oh wow, yeah, that is that's very old. Okay. Does does that adjust your view of the movie at all? It, as soon as I started watching it, I realized that it was a very old movie, and that you know it, it's a different type of humor. Well, as soon as you started watching it, did you did you double do a double take on the disc that you put in the tray or anything? Well, I was just like really. Con- so I run through this uh, through iTunes. Um, as soon as the movie started out, I was just really confused. <laughs> so confused about everything. I was like, "What? what's going on with like the subtitles? And <laughs> Did you read them all? Yeah. The subtitles were r- ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm confused if the subtitles show up with or without them actually on. They show up either way, yeah. Okay. But maybe throughout the movie they don't show up. Or I don't. But yeah, I was just <laughs> the opening credits to this movie. Right away, you're like, what? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> like that's all I gotta say about this movie is I was so confused and like I just everything was so bizarre. It that the how crazy and bizarre it seemed. That seems like something that would come out today. I, I'm actually impressed that someone thought of all this, you know, stuff back in 75, you know, back then, because I feel like people are less accepting of, like, different stuff, and mm-hmm. this is definitely far from the norm for movies. So, so, I mean, this movie is 40 years old, and a lot of the, the comedy is kind of coming back around now and being funny again. Um, obviously, they, they pioneered it, their their methodologies and their, their comedic effect with the Monty Python movies. Um but now, I mean, you could actually see Andy Samberg doing something like this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, you know, you know what this movie reminded me of the most for some. And I don't, maybe it's just me, but um, it definitely reminded me of uh, Seth MacFarlane humor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Especially like a, a lot of the scenes where it's just repetitive and repetitive. You know, the same lines over and over again, or the same discussion over uh the scene where the king's trying to tell the guards uh what to do with like he's telling them the guard his son uh-huh. and it takes him like th- i think that's like honestly like a seven minute scene <laughs> of just him trying to explain how to guard the room <laughs> and like that could not seem more that seems so like family guy-ish or you know if you've ever seen ted like how ted was and so like that seemed like Seth MacFarlane to me like a hundred percent. Um, so I, yeah, this is just a weird movie. I did enjoy it quite. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't like love it or anything. I can definitely see how if I if I had seen this when I was a kid, I would probably love it more than I do having seen it just now. because uh, I'm sure it was a little funnier as a kid. Um, even though there's some questionable, like, adult humor in there. And this is a PG movie. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That, okay, that's, that wouldn't fly today. No. <laughs> i that right now. <laughs> uh, the scene with the nuns, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever they were, yeah, that stuff wouldn't fly today. <laughs> Anthrax. Uh, yeah, there's, there, that, that's another thing about this movie I noticed, is 
people who grew up with this movie had seen this way before I did. They they're always throwing out um, references because there's so many small little jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the not the kind of jokes that like they're just barraging you with like joke after joke. There, it's just like in their speak and stuff and like the words they're using. It's not like jokes necessarily. It's just like you know stuff that. And if you'd seen this movie more than once, I I I'd, and I would probably catch up on more stuff that you know as far as their dialogue and stuff and how funny it is. Yeah. But I I yeah I I will say I like it. Um. I'm alone. I'm embarrassed. It took this long to see it, but at least now I know what's going on. Oh, I don't know what's going on because that movie's jumps everywhere. <laughs> oh, and the the animated scenes. Uh-huh. Th- that was when I when they started showing the animated scenes like a few times, and all the fourth you know the breaking of the fourth wall and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, when the animator has a heart attack. I, <laughs> so weird everything's so weird i yeah uh what how do you feel about this movie now now yeah <laughs> so quite honestly uh i was watching it with my wife and she i don't think she's ever seen it or she had she's probably just seen bits and pieces here or there maybe her dad watched it or something but i don't think she's ever watched it all the way through so like she was giving me some weird looks during the movie, and it, it it took a little bit to get going. Like it didn't pick up for me. Like it kind of dragged until he got his knights. Yeah, I I a hundred percent agree with you. And it takes a while to get through the credits and like the and there's some weird scenes without Arthur. It takes mm-hmm. a little while to get into it. Yeah, I mean you've got uh, the scene with with the the knights that say knee. Obviously that's a uh, uh, a classic scene people always quote you know nee! and then you've got the the black knight who fights them and he, you know he loses and loses his arms oh, and his legs yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll give you the biting of your life yeah <laughs> and then yet the the people that have like oh i'm not dead yet bring out your dead that scene when the guy was like oh you'll be dead soon enough like i'm getting better yeah so i mean there there's all kinds of stuff that you know, watching it again, I was finding myself re- remembering quotes or remembering things or situations where I, I recall those lines being said. You know, my brother used to have this thing when, uh, when email was kind of starting and he had dial-up internet, and whenever he got an email, there would be a thing that, when the the guy shot the arrow out of the the tower mm-hmm. and it hit the one guy that was traveling with him it was like it hits him that arrow sound and he's like message for you sir <laughs> my brother had that like little clip whenever he got an email nice uh, so i mean it was always kind of funny so you know just kind of re- this movie is nostalgic that's the reason why i like it i mean it does have a lot of funny stuff you can look at it today and still appreciate it so i mean your point of view obviously coming at it you know m- with a modern eye uh, is obviously interesting to me to see how you, how you received it. For me, it was still an okay movie. <laughs> I mean, it like I said, there's really... <laughs> the movie starts out with Arthur trying to get to Camelot and, and searching for knights along the way. 
And then he finds a couple nights, he gets to Camelot, and he's like, oh, never mind, we're not going to go there anyway. And then, you know, he gets the mission from God, and he goes for a Holy Grail. They never find the Holy Grail, because I was thinking to myself, how, where did they find it? How did they get it? They never find the Holy Grail. Like, they're going to go attack the place at the end, and then the cops come get him because they killed the historian at one point in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's so many just... That just happened type moments in this in this movie. Oh, it's um, a very abrupt ending. Like, oh, uh-huh. done. You're done. It was like everybody just gets in the in the in the police van and gets hauled away, and then everyone's like, "Go back, go back to your business." They're you know going to charge the place. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one scene where John Cleese's character, he's running up at the at the place, uh, and he just kind of see him running like from the same position like four times. And then the last time he's there at the place, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah i do yeah I remember. he's like really far away and all of a sudden he's just there mm-hmm. so i mean there's a lot of great callbacks and a lot of funny moments it started out slow i thought when i started watching i was like oh man i gotta apologize to justin because <laughs> it it felt hard for me to to get through it but once you get past the part where he doesn't have any knights or uh or he's not on his mission to find the Holy Grail, then it actually picks up and gets a little bit better, uh, in my opinion, as far as the movie goes. But lots of great classic lines um, and really good movie just to, to to revisit. Yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. It was... There was, I you know, I some laugh-out-loud moments. And, uh, yeah, it is... I'm still really surprised. I just can't believe that this movie came out that long ago. With how, 40 years. With, you know, I can't imagine that there was that much, or that they had really, audiences had seen stuff, like that fourth wall breaking stuff. Th- like, that was really insane to me. Yeah. And as soon as, like, I realized what was, like, that was happening, like, throughout the entire movie, I was, yeah, I was really baffled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, I don't mind it. I. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this question: Would you ask your wife to watch it with you? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like she would just uh, ridicule me later for making her watch that movie. Get a, give you some eye rolls or just give you the look yeah, here and there watching it. It's not a bad movie at all. That's the thing. Like, I can't say that. It's not a bad movie. It's just, it's, it is, it's out, uh, outdated and it's really strange. I mean, if there was a movie that came out today with modern jokes and uh, references, but with all that same weirdness, I don't know how it would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, quite honestly, it would most likely fail. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, so I, it's surprising to me that this movie, people revere it, you know, year, you know, decades later. Yeah. So what did you think about the, the whole them galloping without horses and the guy with the, with the coconut? Like, again, I was, like, I was confused at first. And I, I, I didn't find it funny. I was just like, what, why are they doing that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like parts of the movie, I wish it, 
I almost wish it was like an actual um, medieval time movie. Like I don't know if that's like, so I don't know. I I like I will say this. I'm impressed that they hung hung with that the entire movie. Like I thought that was gonna be like one scene or something, but no, that's <laughs> that's the entire movie. That's yep. how that's how horses work the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and the 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 like there is some funny stuff like it's just dumb stuff but like when they're launching the cows in the air <laughs> uh-huh. like i was just so confused i was like what the heck? like i don't know i don't know i don't know how to feel about this or how do you find out who a witch is <laughs> yeah i was just like what yeah yeah the witch thing uh yeah I and like I I don't I didn't enjoy some of those scenes that drag on. The me scene was funny because it was it was just funny, but some of the scenes that drag on for a while I didn't enjoy. The witch scene seemed to drag on a little bit. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. A few of the other there's a few other scenes that I was just like ah oh, just get it over with you know. I, well, there there were a couple of scenes that were just like get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Was, you know, yeah. very yeah. Sephir- referential. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the The bunny, the killer bunny, was pretty funny <laughs> to me. Actually, I thought that was pretty hilarious. What about the guy who asked the questions? Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah I did like him too yeah. Uh, what's your favorite color? Or, you know, what's your name? What's your uh, what's your quest or something and uh what's mm-hmm. your favorite color <laughs> and he starts asking these crazy uh questions brave uh, brave sir robin and his minstrels yeah uh and then i like again like they get across the bridge and they show lancelot getting arrested by the cops <laughs> so yeah i i did not yeah so i didn't see the ending coming at all oh yeah really weird or lack thereof of anything just like it's over now exactly like they're like shoving hands into the camera like get the hell out of here uh-huh yeah it was uh it was an enjoyable experience for me i can't say i'll ever go back to it but uh <laughs> but you, you spent your three bucks and now you can say you've watched it yes yes now i can now no one can uh uh insult me or a shame <laughs> shame me is uh, really what tends to happen they can't shame me for not having seen that movie yeah. So, fun fact. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at... Or I'll, I'll just ask you. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes rating of this movie is? 76. 97. Whoa. 97%. IMDb uh, gives it an 8.3. Okay. So, uh, it's, and it's interesting. It's classified as a fantasy slash cult film. So it's like one of those classic cult films, yeah, you know what I mean? I could see that. Um, a cult. I mean, but I mean, more. It wasn't a fan. I mean, it was a comedy. It was a comedy in a fantasy setting, but I mean, if anything, it was a cult comedy, mm-hmm. for sure. So th- there's a a lot of good stuff in this movie, and now you can say you've seen it, and we'll move on and say that Justin has now officially seen Monty Python. And the Holy Grail. Yes. So, next week, Justin, what do you feel like watching? Uh, um, well, I don't know what I'll be watching. 
because I might have already burned through uh, the entire season of House of Cards. Ooh, me too. But let's let's go ahead and talk about it so we can. We'll have a spoiler-filled discussion next week. Yeah, that's of House of Cards. That's the important detail. I think is I haven't gotten a chance to like talk with anyone really. The you know spoilery talk of House of Cards. Yeah, and that that's very much what next week will be. So if you haven't finished it, um, what's wrong with you? First of all. <laughs> and uh yeah try to finish it for next week so you could uh, hear us discuss it yep and we definitely want to want to call out that if you haven't you know listened or watched the the tv show it will be discussing it at the end of the show again so feel free to listen up to that point and then wait until you've seen house of cards then come back and listen to it we'd like to hear your take on the events that unfolded as well and uh obviously we'd like to hear what you thought about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What What are your thoughts? What are your memories? When did you first watch it? Like I said, I watched this when I was in elementary school, and this movie is forty years old, so it's it's uh, an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> but in addition to that, we would like to give away another code. Yes, we we gave away our code last week, Justin. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we actually, after you left announced our winner last week and we have since given him the code for assassin's creed black flag and so we no longer have that code to give away so this week i'm going to give away a different code or announce the giveaway so to enter to win tweet and follow at entertaining pod with the hashtag entertaining code and give me your thoughts on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And what you'll be entering to win is a movie this week, a movie code. And it's going to be The Expendables 3, Theatrical Edition. Oh, so very good. The ex- the latest Expendables movie, the one that has Harrison Ford um, and the, the rest of the crew in there. So if you'd like to enter to win The Expendables 3, which is a code that is redeemable on both Ultraviolet as well as iTunes, uh, tweet and follow at EntertainingPod with the hashtag EntertainingCode and give us your thoughts on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm wondering how long that we will have to uh, give this one away. So, uh, without further ado, we'd like to also ask you a question for this week. And that question is, I, I brought up my... Uh, extra life that I was doing earlier in the show. And so the question I have for the listeners, have you ever donated or have you ever had a cause that you kind of backed or were trying to raise money for? Have you ever donated to a cause or backed a cause to try to raise funds for it? I know uh, I just donated for a cause for Big Brothers and Big Sisters here in Peoria. I also donated to the, the extra life cause as well. And obviously now I'm driving to get funds for the extra life for the children's hospital. So just curious to see if any of our listeners have ever donated to a cause or driven one. A couple of years ago, I did um, a polar plunge, a polar plunge. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I did that. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't think I ended up not raising very much money. I, I tried, um, but uh, it was kind of a last minute thing. 
but I did go through with the polar plunge, um, which was a uh, horrible experience. <laughs> uh, did you get sick from it? I didn't get sick from it. No, and I'm I I I'm extremely happy I did it because it's definitely an experience to jump into a hole in a frozen lake, um, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden lose um, use of your legs and limbs because it's so uh-huh. cold. Uh, so yeah, I did that a couple years ago, um, and uh, I've donated other people doing stuff similar to that, or um, you know, I, I've had other people like do marathons or something. And I'm getting money for that, but nothing like too big. I I'm really excited to watch you do um, uh, the event this year, and uh, I would I would like to join, but I think I'm gonna sit back and watch this year. <laughs> um, well, I. I'm I'm not informed enough necessarily, but maybe I don't know. It's a, it's a little ways out, but um, yeah, I'll definitely be supporting you with your uh, extra life marathon for sure. Awesome. So, and again, if you are curious about extra life and you'd like to look at my page, uh, you can go to extra-life.org forward slash participant forward slash n t. So, would love to have your support for extra life and for the kids. So, we have been touting how we would like to get reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And I would actually like to read our first iTunes review, if I may. Fun look at movies, games, TV, etc. Four stars. By X-Men137. Posted March 4th. 2015. This is an enjoyable discussion between main hosts Nathan and Justin, along with the occasional guest hosts, talking about current entertainment news, as well as past and upcoming games, movies, television, comics, etc. They are currently reviewing the Marvel movies in chronological order, which provides a good structure for these early shows. Keep up the good work, guys. That was our first review, and I hope you don't mind me using my, I don't know, voice. <laughs> I don't know what to call it to, to read that, but uh, I, I appreciate the, the review X-Men 137. Yeah, we appreciate it very much. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, any, any, any feedback's good, and it's, uh, I'm really glad to hear that you are enjoying the show. Yeah, so we appreciate your review, and if any other listeners want to give us any reviews on iTunes or Stitcher, please feel free to do so, and we will call you out if you would so like. So, uh, again, thank you for listening to this week. You can contact us on Twitter at EntertainingPod, or you can send us an email at that'sentertaining at gmail.com. Justin is on Twitter. Yes, you can find me at... uh jpicky86 that's uh, jpicky86 look how nice and short that is <laughs> well, you got nothing on mine yeah, what you, yeah go ahead and, um, everyone set your timers uh, let's see uh, how long <laughs> when, uh, while we listen to Nate uh, uh, spell out his twitter handle yeah mine it is long uh, it is Sith Nightmare. that's S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. 
Very good. Well, yeah, I, I will, I'll let you know one thing. My handle is just some dumb, like, username kind of thing. At least yours, Sith, I mean, it's Sith Nightmare with, with a K. That's all, I, uh -huh. you could just say that, and mo I mean, 98% of people are going to know exactly what you're saying. Mine, you say jpicky86, and that's not even a word, it's not a real thing. What are you doing? Uh, so you do have that above me, I think. <laughs> it's just a little long uh, to spell out, that's all. Yeah, a little bit long to spell out. I, I don't know what the limit is on Twitter, but I think I've got to be right you, there. For you, I, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So, for myself, for Justin, we thank you for listening this week. We hope that you have been entertained. Mm -hmm.